I felt that it was only right for me to make an episode dedicated to the whole incident surrounding George Floyd's murder. Uh, first of all, before we get started, I'd like to say rest in peace to him. And I'd like to send condolences out to his family and anyone closely related to him or affected by this. Um, and as a black man, I feel angered. I feel scared. I'm enraged only because I know that could have been me. There's been similar situations that I've been in uh, surrounding uh, the facts that I've heard about the case and what's going on and why this all happened. It's been times where I could have been that person. And it's time and time again where where we feel that that we could have been the person murdered. Going back to Trayvon Martin, uh, you just see so much similarities to your life and things that you deal with on a day to day basis. And it feels like our lives don't matter. It feels like like there's no there's no care for black life at all. And let me go back. Even from when I was a teenager, I dealt with this. This isn't new. This is this has all been going on for so long. We're just so used to it that it just feels normal to us. Uh, not saying that being murdered feels normal, but being harassed by the police. That just feels normal to us because we're so used to it. It's been going on for years. When I was um, a teenager, I was I played basketball so I'd walk every day from practice with my basketball in my hand. I got stopped by a couple of cops. They pulled their car right in front of me. They got out. They harassed me. They asked me, which one am I on? Probation or parole? They never said, OK, uh, what are you doing? And how old am I? They said nothing. They first thing to ask, which one are you on? Probation or parole? I had never been arrested. Even to this day, I've never been arrested. But just them asking me that. It's just like a slap in the face. Like you, you expect a black person in every area, every ghetto to be involved in in drugs and gangs. And eventually after they walked off, they laughed off and said he'll be dead or in jail. And that hurt me as a as a teenager, as a kid that hurt me. Like, how do you say I'm going to be dead or in jail? And that put a fire in me to want to succeed, to want to make a difference, to want to change and to prove those cops wrong. And this happens every single day. Police intentionally grab us up and you even heard it in the Democratic race when they had those policies to stop black and brown people and patrol the neighborhoods even more. So this is all documented. These are all things that's been going on forever. You hear Tupac singing about it back in the back in the 90s. You hear music from the 60s and 70s talking about police brutality, police not treating us right. One reason that is it's important for us to vote because of that reason so that you could get different people out and put people in power that are that are going to make those changes at the lower level and then constantly move up and put pressure on people who are in power to make different policies. And I feel like there's no policies surrounding the black community, the black life at all. It seems like it's a slap on the wrist if you kill a black person or it has to be inspected and we have to investigate it a little bit more. And if it was on the other hand, we'd be prosecuted so quick. It wouldn't be a question about it. And I've always felt like even to this day, I feel like I'm guilty until I'm proven innocent. I don't care if everything was said that was for me. I still feel like I'm guilty until I'm proven innocent. And that's how it feels. Even going into establishments where it's predominantly white or it's it's in an area where they're not used to seeing a majority of uh, a black crowd. I've, get, I've gotten treated different. And that's just the reality of it. And then some people, they know that they know that. They're in. I like to say they think that they're in power just because they outnumber me at the time. So they feel like 
like they can do any type of actions to try and anger me because we're always looked at as the aggressor. We always looked at as the as the angry person. It's been times where I I was doing everything right. Someone it was a white male. I won't go into details on the story, but he played the victim role. I never bothered him. People came and asked questions and, oh, yeah, he's doing this and he's doing that. Now I'm looked at as the as the thug. I'm looked at as the as the angry black man that's doing wrong right now. And these are all things that happen to us all the time. So when you see people angry, when you see people looting, this is all built up over years. This is built up years of our life. It's not something that just happened. We've been dealing with this since we were kids or we've seen this since we were kids and we feel like enough is enough. We need help. We need justice. We need things to be fair. I feel like things will never be fair in this world for me as a black man. And I don't expect everyone to understand. I don't expect everyone to to listen to this or to even look at some of the facts that are presented to them and understand exactly what's going on and why these things are happening, because it's not for everyone to understand. Just have compassion. Don't use this moment as a temporary relief. Use this moment as an example, especially with all of the anger that's being let out right now by the black community. Use this as an example as to why. Things need to change and and ask yourself, how can you make a difference? How can you help? You could do something simple as speak up because you hear so many people say, oh, no, I'm not like that. Look, we'll speak up because we sometimes seem like like we're just complaining or that's how they try and make it seem like we're complaining. Then they try to throw the black on black crime on us. And then even with the loot, and I want to go back to that. There's so many people that are not African-American that are out here doing these things. But we're the ones that you hear about. And as soon as it's as soon as they see someone of another race doing it, then it's still put on us. You're the ones that started it. No, we didn't start this. The police started it. We're peaceful. We're pretty cool people. When you think about it, we're not going to go around just just looking for something to mess up. Of course, you have some bad apples in a bunch. But overall, we want peace. We don't want to sit here and and go through this stuff. This stuff is draining. Do you know how much we've been through? You know how many people lose relatives due to due to nonsense and then just to come to this so that we can go out and have to be a uh, and have to be aggressive in order for our words to be heard. This is not what we want, people. This is not it. So to everyone listening, I just like to ask you to be mindful of this time. Be mindful. Have compassion. Be genuine. If you really don't care for it, I understand you feel the free you free to feel however you want. I can't control that. But all I'm asking is understand exactly where all of this is coming from it's not coming from from just recent events it's coming from years and years this is why Kaepernick kneeled this is why he said that I'm fighting for injustice this stuff is not right this shit is not right it needs to be fixed that's what it was all for so that these types of days won't come up but look they continue to repeat themselves so please pay attention to it people I'm asking everybody who don't agree Don't make this something that is not. Don't make this be about something that that's not relevant at the current moment. And let's really come together and find a way to make a change. I know that there's some good cops out there. I know that there's not all that are out there being aggressive towards it, but they're training the way that they train these cops. We're not the enemies. We're not the ones out here. We're not coming for you. We're not just seeing police cops. Okay, yeah, I want to kill that cop. That's not our mentality. That's not how we look at you. The only reason people look at you that way is because of the history, 
how they gonna how we know who's good who's bad if you're doing the exact same things and you condoning it and you're around it and you're not speaking up that's not gonna make any sense because you're part of the problem as well you if you don't agree with it you have to speak up you have to stand with us you can't just stand on the sideline and be neutral neutral is not gonna cut it at this point neutral is not gonna fix what's going on neutral is not gonna change what's going on you have to be there you have to let your voice be known you have to stand up to the people who are closest to you and let them know that it's wrong because they know that it's wrong. I know you've seen those videos where there was a white professor lady and she asked a crowd of white people, if you were black, would you want to be treated the way that the uh, that they're treated right now? No one raised their hands. I forgot how it went, but it was something like that. And she repeated herself. If you know that this is wrong. Why are you just standing on the sidelines? Why are you not saying anything? You are the problem. And that really touched me because that's true. Everybody, we're, it seems like we're loved when it's convenient. They love our culture. They love what we do when it's convenient. But when it comes to, to making change, when it comes to, to understanding us and wanting to make this an even world, an equal world for everyone, everyone is silent. No one has anything to say. Everybody's voice is silent. When it comes time to step up and speak and that silence is not going to cut it anymore. So I don't want to dig too deep into it. I just want to give my perspective on it a little bit. It could get much deeper than that, but I just want to leave it there and just remind you all. I don't know where you from. I don't know where you listening to this. I don't know what race you are, what ethnicity. I don't know any of that. But to everyone. Be mindful of what's going on to us as a black culture. And if you want to help, if you want to help change, speak up, say something, go out there on the front lines or however you can help. And let's make this let's make this world better, people, because we're going to we're we're right here on Earth. So we're the ones that can create a better world or we can keep the same shit going on year after year, cycle after cycle. Like I said, I could have been him. I could have been the guy with a foot on my neck or a knee on my neck asking for my mom, just pleading for my life. Because I've been in situations like that. I've been in situations where it could have turned south really quick. No questions asked. I'm always guilty until I'm proven innocent. So that wraps up today's episode. I just want to drop this one in there. I know I dropped another episode today, but this one felt like it was I just had to get this out. It's been bothering me so much. It's been bothering me uh, since about Friday or Saturday. It's really been hitting me. And today is Sunday when I'm recording it. Last time I really felt like this, where I actually had tears from something like this was last time when Kobe passed away. And then when Nipsey Hussle died, uh, that really hurt my heart. So this hit me the same type of way, just as a as a black man in America. It just it has to change. That's all I can say. It has to change. Hope you all have a great day. And remember, everybody has greatness within even you.